Okay, then. Here we are. What a wonderful day. Happy Father's Day to all the dads, right? Amen, the fathers. Wanted to say especially happy Father's Day to my dad. Amen. And I'm still known as Wayne's son. I'm 50 years old, no matter where I go. Always go into a restaurant. Hey, how's your dad? What's going on? I'm like, I'm here too. No, I'm just kidding. But he's got a reputation of loving people, loving food, 80 years young. And uh, amen. You know, uh, my dad's always had a sweet tooth. If you know my dad, you know he's always, he's either, he's got to find his certain ice cream that he likes and, you know, in the candy bars we grew up. When my dad, he was always a stash around the house. We didn't know where it was, but we knew there was candy in the house somewhere. And uh, so he's always taught us to enjoy the sweet things in life. Amen. And so I uh, really appreciate him. And, and, and really, happy Father's Day to all the dads. But I especially want to just recognize the step-up dad. Okay? What we call the stepdad. <laughs> but we know as them the step-up dad, don't we? Amen. Those who really came into a situation and were the providers, the protectors, and really loved uh, children as if they were their own. And really, come on, can we give God a hand for all the step-up dads? Amen. That really, amen, are amazing. And uh, love them so much and uh, all their hard work and really all the, the years of working and providing. And hope you're thankful for your dads, amen, this morning, your fathers, amen. And we just really uh, understand that. You know, one of the things I understand about fathers and being a dad is that there's four stages of a father's life. Did you know that? The four stages of a man's life, really, but especially a dad. Uh, I think, first of all, you believe in Santa, right? Right? I mean, no, that's first stage. You, you, then you don't believe in Santa. Then you're Santa. And then you look like Santa. Right? Okay. So, yeah. So I've come to understand that that's, that's kind of the four stages of a dad's life. And so we're there. We're, we're you know, so hopefully you're going into your father figure, right? And uh, coming into that place of being that guy. But we're just so thankful for all that God has. And how many know God is empowering the fathers today? Amen. God is enabling, amen, uh, men to be fathers and not just father their own children, but be a father to so many others. Amen. And to be an example. And so I'm so thankful for God's word because it helps us as men be fathers, husbands, leaders, right? And everything God wants us to be. And I'm so thankful for that. And as we mentioned earlier today, and you can't help but be in church and mention this, we're so thankful for the Father's love. Amen. Thankful so much for that God shows us how to be a father. Amen? By his love and his way and his example. So thankful for that. I don't know about you, but my heart is that there'll be real true fathers in our community. Amen? That Williamsport will just be uh, really kind of the, the majority of men that are dads will be fathers in our community. Amen? I don't know about you, but I don't, I don't need a guy who's uh, kind of confused. I don't need a guy who, who's struggling in sin and perversion, who doesn't know whether he's a woman or a cat or a non-human to lead our children, amen, in our community, amen, we don't need, amen, we need people who know they're men, who are glad to be men, who are strong in being a father, and that's who we need, and I want those people, amen, to come out of the church and lead this community and show this community what it's like to be a true father because we know the true father, amen, 
Amen. So we're thankful for that. And we see that happening in our community. We're excited about that, about dads and fathers and, and uh, you know, men who want to grow up and be fathers. What a tremendous thing. Amen. And so we're thankful for that in our community. And we're just praying that uh, this area will just be so blessed by strong men, strong families, strong examples. Amen. And, and uh, we're, we're just believing God. How many know I can almost prophesy that that's going to happen because God has a remedy. And when God begins to work in somebody's life, they begin to rise up and be who God's called them to be. Amen. And so we're praying for that and praying for that movement and revival, amen, of men and fathers in our community, amen. Please don't stop praying for the men in our uh, community, amen. And in our church, amen, pray for us and pray for the families and the marriages that are their strength and that God blesses them, amen, this morning. How many just love the Lord, amen? Love God, love, uh, you know, I love and appreciate all the fathers that you're busy, but you're involved in the church, you're volunteering, you're showing up, you're loving other people and, and reaching out. I'm just so thankful for examples like you um, and that I can see and like, wow, that's who I want to be. That's what I want to do. And uh, thank God for people in this church that I see with my own eyes who are, they have their own life, they have their own career, they've got their own family, but they're willing to reach out, they're willing to go and step beyond themselves and go beyond their own comfort zone and love other people and be an example. Come on, I love that and teach others. I'm so thankful for that. That's just a, such a great spirit in our church that I love. Amen. Right? Right, I love that. So, amen. This morning, I just want to kind of do a little bit of a follow-up and kind of piggyback on a sermon that I preached last week called Don't Stop Now out of Hebrews and, first of all, 2 Timothy, but also Hebrews about we're not people who draw back. We're not people who, who die easily, right, or give up. We're people that keep moving, keep pressing. We keep moving on. Amen. And how many know that, uh, especially for a dad, you know, uh, you know, you can be a great dad. God can anoint you and strengthen you. But, you know, are you, you perfect? No. You're going to make mistakes? Probably. Right? Amen. But how many know that's, that's part of being a dad? Amen. That's part of being a father. And I uh, wanted to share some things today along the lines of our sermon last week on, about faith and encouraging you in your faith. Amen. Uh, I'm going to start out of Proverbs chapter 24. And then I'm going to read out of Psalms. But Proverbs chapter 24, if you'll turn your Bible, click on your device, and then we'll pray. Amen. And congratulations this year to all the young fathers. I know that this last year there was some uh, young dads in the house and, and you're kind of just kind of figuring things out and you're really just getting into that. Uh, you've got a, a great long road ahead of you. Amen. But it's going to be great. Amen. By God's grace. Amen. So uh, in Proverbs chapter 24... Um, verses 15 and 16, and then in Psalms 37. But in Proverbs 24, it says, and, and, and David is writing to the enemies of, of God and to those who are attacking the people of God. He said, Do not lurk like a thief near the house of the righteous. Do not plunder their dwelling place or where they live. For though the righteous man falls seven times, they rise again. But the wicked stumble when calamity strikes. The living says this, O evil man, leave the upright man alone and quit trying to cheat him out of his rights in the Lord. Don't you know that this good man, though you trip him up seven times, each time he will rise again. But no one falls, like the wicked, he says, uh, one, one little calamity and enough is to lay you down low. And he says this, he says, no matter, he's saying this, no matter how many times you try to trip up the God-fearing man, amen, he won't stay down long, amen. How many believe that? 
So the King James says that though a righteous man or a just man falls seven times, he gets up again. Psalms 37. In Psalms 37 and 23, verse 23 and 24. Psalms 37 is a tremendous, tremendous promise that we have in the Psalms. Psalms 37, verse 23 reads this, and it says, The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord, are established by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Verse 24, Though he fall, he will not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. The Lord makes firm the steps to one who delights in the Lord and the way that God takes him. Amen. How many believe that God enables and empowers us to be fathers? Amen. When you're, if you're a dad and you turn to the Lord and submit to him and your ways are after the Lord and you delight in the Lord, God promises that he will make you a father. He will teach you how to be a healthy, strong father. Will we make mistakes? Yes. Have some fathers fallen? Absolutely. But how many know the worst part is not failing? The worst part is not falling. It is quitting. It is giving up. It is not getting back up after you've fallen. But the Bible says that a righteous man is so strong, right, that he can fall seven times and get back up. Amen. But the ungodly are so weak that one little wind of calamity will knock them down forever. They can't get back up. They don't know how to get back up. They struggle getting back up. Why? Because the Lord is upholding the righteous. The Lord is holding on to the righteous. Amen. Aren't you glad for that? Amen. And so we look at this scripture. Amen. That the righteous man can fall seven times, but God, amen, allows him to get back up, rises him back up, as the Bible says. Let me just do this before we pray and say, this is about Proverbs 24. It's very important when it says that a righteous man falls seven times, but he can get back up. Number, there's a couple things. Number one, this is not a justification for sin. <laughs> okay? David is not saying that I can, I can sin against God as much as I want and God has to forgive me. I can make all kinds of sin and, and failures in my life and you have to deal with it. How many know that's not what he's talking about? Not what he says. See, the righteous may fall, but he doesn't plan to. Come on. He doesn't put a mattress behind him and plan on falling. I'm going to sin today. I can't help it. I'm going to sin. No, that's not what a righteous man does. God empowers a father to be strong in the Lord and say, I'm going to make it. My family's going to make it. Our plans are going to succeed. If we make mistakes, we're going to get back up. If I fail, if I fall, we're going to get back up. God's going to give us the grace to do it. Amen. Right? Come on, somebody. So the, so the second thing he's saying here is he, he's not saying it's a justification, but he is saying, and he's talking about the family. Because he says, look, to the, to the ungodly, you can attack, don't attack their homes, and, and don't attack uh, their families. But if you would try to do that, and they would fall and make mistakes, they're so strong, they're going to get back up. So go ahead and try, but they're going to get back up. Whatever you do against the home isn't going to work because a godly man is going to lead his family and even though he makes mistakes, he's going to get back up. He's so strong in the Lord, come on, because he delights in the Lord, because he fears the Lord, because he walks after God, that's what makes him strong, amen. And because of that strong, that strength, he can get up and he can keep going, amen. Right? How many know that, amen, the devil's attacking, amen, overtime. He's in overtime really kind of attacking the family, amen. It has been for, for, since the beginning of, 
of time, really, but especially now. He's attacking manhood and womanhood, and, and now it's after the kids. Let's go after the children at four and five years old, and let's, let's, let's break up the family. Let's, let's say there really isn't a need for a dad. Let's say that you don't need to be a father, and, and you could be a man and not be a father, and all these things. But how many know, guess what? You can do all kinds of stuff like that, but a godly man's house is going to stand in this culture, in this atmosphere of calamity. Amen. That's what David is saying. And I believe I want to say that to you today. Now, a lot of us know and understand what he's talking about here about falling, right? And this word falling really is very simple. It just means a sudden drop from an upright position. It means to make a move in a downward position or a downward slope, to descend either suddenly or gradually, to sink or to drop, to sink low or to drop down is what the word fall. But, you know, again, falling isn't the worst thing. Did you know that? Many people are thinking, well, I can't fail God. I can't fall. I can't fall. God's not going to be happy with me. God's not going to, you know, I mess up this week or I've messed up in my life. God's, God's angry with me. I mean, he's going to beat me up. I mean, he's just, any, how many know that's not the spirit of the Lord, right? That's not the Father uh, we know. Amen. Our Heavenly Father. But the worst thing is not falling. It is quitting. It's staying down. It's not getting back up. It's, it's willfully throwing in the towel. The word quitting, and when he's uh, in the Bible, it talks about the ungodly quit or they give up because of calamity. It means uh, through a fall, they, they do it on purpose. They, they drop something on purpose. They fall on purpose. They let it fall. They let themselves fall. They let themselves fail. How I many you know that's not the mark of a godly father? Amen? mean to quit so that's why it's important we don't quit because because we're not going to give up on purpose we're not going to give up because God strengthens us can anybody say amen right and so it also means to stop an action or a progress stop caring stop giving stop loving stop feeling on purpose that's what it means it means to leave or turn away from it's like a, a final and absolute abandonment that's what it means to quit and to, to it also means to release from a burden, a responsibility. How I many you know our culture is conducive for men to leave the burden of fatherhood? To, to abandon your responsibility to your children, our, our culture has a way of catering to that. Amen? But how many know in the kingdom, God strengthens you so that when you go through difficult times, you don't have to quit or give up. You can, amen, you can keep going, right? And even if you fall and make mistakes, you can get back up, amen? Aren't you glad for that? Aren't you glad for a dad in your life or someone in your life, a father figure that you saw, amen, that wasn't going to quit? Amen? It means to give up, means to drop out. To admit defeat, throw in the towel, that's what it means to quit. And the worst thing you can do, even as a Christian, is quit. Amen? How many know that there's no quitting spirit in, in the, the, the heart of a believer? We don't know what the word quit means. Now, I'm not talking about things that we should quit. I mean, the Bible teaches us we need to quit sinning. Is that right? But I'm talking about the things that we need to be doing, the things that are necessary, important, and essential, we're not going to give up. We're, we're going to keep doing what's right. The Bible says, don't get weary in what well-doing for in due season you will reap if you don't stop doing what's right. If you don't quit and you don't give in and throw in the towel, amen. There's expressions about falling that I just want to take a moment and talk about because we, we are uh, really are familiar with these things and we identify these things with falling. 
Amen. And these expressions that we have, and maybe even in your life that you've kind of been through these things as a father, if you've seen your father go through these things, or men in your life, amen, that were mentors in your life go through these things. There's just some expressions I wanted to share today about falling. Number one, we've heard the phrase to fall down, right? Basically, you just fall down. It means we've just been tripped up. We made a mistake. We fell down. Uh, it means to cut down like a tree. You just you, you, you fall. You fall down. You just you just have a way of uh, you know of being tripped up. As David said here, you're trying to trip him up or trying to make him fall down. And some some of us have known what this is to fall down, right? We hear that phrase before. How about the, this phrase to fall apart? <laughs> How many, we know that, right? You, it means to break down or collapse. You begin to fall apart and become weak. It's no longer working. It's falling apart. Uh, we, some of us have experienced that in our lives or emotions. We, we are just breaking down. We're collapsing or our family. We see it, even our marriage and before, before our eyes. Some guys just see it fall apart before their own eyes. It means to experience ruin. It's something that's coming to ruin, eroding to ruin. That's what it means. We've heard the phrase to fall away. It means to drift off an established course. Jesus said that when the seed is sown in some people's hearts, they're excited for a while, but then after some time and persecution, they fall away. They fall away from the faith. They fall away from faithfulness. They fall away from um, the importance and the necessity of prayer in their lives. And, And really a daily devotion with the Lord and the daily walk with the Lord, they fall away from that. How many have ever heard anybody say, I fell away from the Lord? I fell out, come on, you fall away from the Lord, you fall away from the church, and, and it means that these things are no longer important, or, or they're no longer significant to you anymore. The Bible says in Proverbs 16, 18, that pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. That you can become, come to a place in your life that you're just depending on yourself. You don't need the Lord as much as you think you do, or you don't need to pray today. You don't need to depend on the Lord only when you're in trouble. But the Bible says that that leads you to a place of destruction. Amen. A haughty spirit where I'm the one in charge. I'm the one that's dependent. I'm the one that's going to do everything. How many know that's a haughty spirit, right? But a man who depends on the Lord, who trusts in the Lord, will always seek the Lord. And the Bible says he will never fall away because of that. Some of us have understood that there's times that we've fallen away, especially when it comes to the church or the things of the Lord, because of someone else's bad example. It's caused us to fall away. How many have ever run into somebody and talked to somebody that said, I used to go to church, but I've fallen away from the church because of the sin that was there or the abuse that I saw or the my, my parents, they didn't, you know, they didn't live it out. And I just found myself falling away from the Lord, right? Amen. How about to fall behind? <laughs> Amen. That means to lag behind, to not keep pace, to lag behind. How many have ever felt yourself falling behind? You fall behind in your bills, you fall behind in projects, you fall behind, but sometimes we fall behind and we feel that falling behind of other people. We compare ourselves to other people and we think, man, I'm falling behind. Amen. I'm, I'm getting behind. I'm lagging. I'm, I'm failing to meet people's expectations. I'm falling behind. How about to fall short, right? To fall short of something, to, to become uh, inadequate or deficient. You, you, you fall short of a goal. You fall short of a deadline. You fall short of 
people's expectations. They wanted you to be this and you turned out to be that. You fell short of, right, of those expectations. And sometimes we find ourselves in life we have fallen short. We've fallen short of our own expectations, our own, uh, what, our own dreams a lot of times. And what we thought we would be doing, we fell short in that area. Um, maybe because of some sin or because of maybe mistakes or because of other things that came up in our life, we fell short. Or other times that we just, uh, that phrase that we use, we fall for something. How many have ever used that? I fell for that. To fall for something. I mean, you were deceived. You were swindled. You were tricked. You were scammed. You fell for something. You, You caved into something. There's an old phrase, you fell hook, line, and sinker. You, you, you just fell for it, right? And so you, you fell for uh, that, that what you thought was, was good, what you thought was great, what you thought was God, you fell for that. What you thought was the truth, what you thought was going to be pleasing and right and good, you fell for something. And, and then, of course, right on the heels of that is you fall prey to. How many have ever heard that phrase? They fell prey to that they uh, again were became vulnerable they were gullible Uh, you fell for it you fell prey to that you were deceived you fell into a trap you were manipulated to do that you fell for something you fell prey to that person or or that right and that lie or that thing and you fell prey to that some of you uh, are you know you know have gone maybe get into the the mail and something it says that you could win a million dollars if you'll give this company ten thousand right now and and those emails, remember back in the 90s that everybody was getting about investments and all those things and scams, right? And you fell for some of that, right? Some of you guys fell for some of that and you fell prey to things. But also, um, there's a phrase that we talk about when we talk about uh, not, when you're not doing well, we say you fell on hard times. How many have ever heard that? I've fallen on hard times. Things are, are really um, aren't going as planned, uh, not as I intended. Uh, I fell into debt, right? It's just I've kind of fallen on hard times. Amen. How many uh, know maybe your parents are watching your dad as you were growing up? Amen. Your parents fell on hard times financially. And you had to walk with them through that. And you watched your dad fall on hard times. And Or how about when people f- fell sick, they say. I, I fell sick. I fell ill. Uh, this sickness. I wasn't planning on it. It came into our family. It came into my marriage. It came to my home. It came into my life. And now I have to deal with this sickness, this illness. I have to live with it. I have to deal with it. I'm believing God, but it's something I fell that came into my life. It fell in my lap. It fell. I fell on hard times, right? <laughs> Amen. And we also, there's a, a, a phrase that kind of goes along with that where we, things fall through. Our plans fall through at the last minute. You were wanting to go on vacation, but the boss called. Your plans fell through. You had those plans and those dreams. How about dreams that after high school or after college, you had these big dreams and this happened and that happened and unexpected this and this and your plans fell through. How many have ever said that? Well, our plans just fell through. Your dreams or the deals that you've made or things that you wanted to do and the house that you wanted to buy, you put the money down. This is our house. We love this house. The deal fell through. You couldn't get that house, right? And it fell through. And so, um, but also, I, I think of this as people who have fallen through the cracks. How many have ever said that? Amen. Ever feel like I'm unnoticed? People don't recognize me. I went unnoticed. I've fallen through the cracks. I've said that about certain people. It's like, where's that one guy? 
He just kind of fell through the cracks. He just went unnoticed and nobody really knew about that. Nobody really noticed him or nobody really paid attention to that person. The kind of neglected you feel that you've fallen through the cracks. Come on. Amen. And how about the phrase you've fallen in with? Bad company. <laughs> you were hanging out with the wrong crowd. You, I don't know how many young men that I've talked to that were incarcerated. Over the years we've talked to them and many of their stories is I fell in with the wrong crowd. Amen. How many have ever said that? Man, my kid was doing well. They were doing this and they had these grades and everything was great until they fell in with that crowd. And then they got around that person and, and then that led to this and now it's a lifelong struggle and they fell in with the wrong company. They fell in with bad company and they started associating with people. They fell into the wrong crowd. They began to yield to that and comply with when you fall in with something or a bad company or bad uh, you know, examples, you fall in with it. And then there's the falling out. <laughs> Amen. Many times we hear this phrase, I had a fallout. We had a fallout. Usually means that there's something in a relationship that was close or a good friend or an old friend or close. Come on, we had a falling out. I don't work there anymore because there was a falling out. I, I don't do that anymore because there was a falling out. I used to really like that person. We were great friends, but we had a falling out. We had a disagreement. Come on, somebody, right? I'm even talking about you had that disagreement. You, there's that contention, that quarreling, that fighting, and all of a sudden there's those broken, broken relationships. There's a falling out in relationships. And we, we are in that, and then we fall out. But the Bible teaches us that we need to strive for peace. And we need to work at making it right and working it out. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 2, verse 10, He that loves his brother abides in the light or lives in the light, and there is no occasion of stumbling in him. You begin to fall and falter when you begin to hate other people and criticize other people and judge other people and begin to be nasty to other people. How many know when there's a falling out, there's usually a stumbling? There's this, now I'm struggling with everything. You know, what I found is that people that, some, a lot of people that have left the church or left a church and they're like, well, the church is full of hypocrites. Well, I'm done with church. I don't want to go back to church. How many have ever talked to those people and you get down to it, you get right down to it, it's usually one or two people in the church they had a falling out with. It wasn't the pastor, it wasn't the, the uh, doctrine, the theology, it wasn't any of that. It wasn't the programs they had. The life groups were amazing. The youth group was great. It's just that this one person I had a falling out with and they judged the whole church on that falling out with that one person. How many know what I'm talking about? Right, but we need to strive for peace. And then there's that falling flat on your face. I've ever been there. You fell flat on your face, right? This usually is just this moment of embarrassment, humiliation, right? In front of everybody. Like you said you were going to do this thing or you had this whatever and you fell flat on your face. Totally embarrassed, totally humiliated. I mean, you failed miserably and it's gone viral, right? I mean, everybody keeps talking about it and playing it and letting you know you fell flat on your face, Right? How many have ever face plant in life, right? You just did this faith in front of everybody. You fell flat on your face. You failed. You, it, it, you experienced a major disappointment or defeat in an area. You, it means that you, you didn't produce the results that you thought or, or the, the response was negative. I mean, you just, whatever, you put yourself out there and you got embarrassed. You fell flat on your face. Amen. And a lot of times they say that in show business or entertainment. You know, you go out there and 
and you fall flat on your face. How many have ever experienced that in your life, right? There's this moment of embarrassment. Even now when you think about it, like, I don't want to think about it. I just don't want to think about that moment. I don't want to think about that time you fell flat on your face, right? Amen. He did that face plant in life. And then there's the term that we're all familiar with, and you might have even used this and heard people say, is this fall from grace? I never said that. That person fell from grace. There's a lot of songs talk about falling from grace. Amen. They're not Christian, but there's a lot of songs that if we fall from grace, that means you depart from something. You, you're not adhering to the faith anymore. You're not committed as you used to be. You fell from grace to the point where it actually led you to sin. That's when people say, I fell from grace. is isn't just like I don't go to church anymore. It usually means I was doing good and then I fell. And, and that person was doing great, that preacher. I put a lot of trust and confidence in them, but they fell from grace. They fell from grace, meaning they fell into sin. They yielded to temptation. They, and, and what happens is, is that when people fall from grace, usually it causes them to withdraw from the faith and it affects other people to fall from the faith. Come on. To fall from the faith. You've fallen, maybe, maybe it was your dad and, and, and in his life. And I just uh, talked to somebody recently and they said, you know, I, I grew up, but my dad, you know, really was not the godly person that he pretended to be in church. And that, that really caused me to resent my dad and caused me to resent him. And I really, I'm confused about what a true Christian is because of my dad. Come on. How many have ever heard that? You descend in a character, descend in this lower level of living and reputation, and you fall from grace. Some people have fallen from society. Come on. We, you see them, and, and they've lost things, and now they're homeless, and we say they've fallen from society. There was this place they were at, and they had a home, and they had a car, and a job, and this happened, this happened, and addiction happened, and next thing you know, it caused them to fall from Humanity from society and they fell hard and they fell. But how many know the Lord can restore those who fall from grace? The Lord can restore those who fall from society. The Lord can restore, amen, because the Bible says that, amen, that a godly man can fall seven times, but he gets back up, amen. That the Lord upholds the righteous. That the Lord, amen, even though he falls, he is not utterly destroyed because the Lord upholds him, amen. I love that about the grace of God. When someone is given in to temptation and, and as Paul warns the church, he talked about people in the church and he warns the church and he says, don't fail the grace of God. Don't come to a place where you're failing the grace of God. You're taking it of, uh, uh, for granted and you're abusing the grace just because, and that's why people who usually fall from grace, they look at this scripture in Proverbs 24 and they say, I have a right to sin or I have a justification to sin. How many know that's, you're on your way to fall from grace? Amen. Because you're abusing grace and you're mistreating grace and you're failing the grace of God. Amen. Amen. And, the, and, and then Paul says these kind of people have usually become shipwrecked. In their faith because they've fallen. Amen. And I want to encourage you today that you might have fallen away. You might have fallen down. You might have fallen into something. Fallen back. Fallen behind. Even fallen flat on your face. Amen. But don't give up. Amen. Don't stay down. Don't get to a place where I'm just going to stay in that place, that fallen state. Because the Bible says that a righteous man is so strong in the Lord and God gives him so much strength and grace that he can fall seven times, but he's going to get back up. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. And so you don't 
have to stay there. That's, the, that's what I love about the grace of God. It tells me that I may have fallen or made a mistake or failed, but I don't have to stay there. Amen? Come on. I, I love the grace of the Lord and the freedom that's in the Lord and the forgiveness in the Lord because what the forgiveness of God says is that you're done reliving that mistake. You're done reliving that failure. Amen? How many know the Lord? That's the mercy of God. He doesn't bring it up anymore. He's, he chooses not to bring it up anymore. And I love that about the Lord. Amen. And so we, we don't have to stay there. We don't, have to, we don't want to give up or quit or stay down. And, and God will strengthen us. That's what's so amazing about the, the life of a Christian is that God will continue to strengthen you. Amen. How I many know, like we said last week, that saying in business that says that success is measured by failures stacked on top of one another. Amen. And that's how it is in the Lord. You just learn from your mistakes. You learn from your shortcomings and, your, and, and the fallings and this and that in life. You, you learn, amen, to arise. You learn to stand up. You learn to walk through a difficult situation. And well, here's what I want to end with today and encourage you, that we can get back up because God never gives up. This is the spirit that's in the believers because it's in our Father. Amen. He doesn't give up easily. The Bible says that he was so patient with Israel for 40 years. Year after year, he was patient and long-suffering with them. How many have ever read that scripture? God was so, and he still is long-suffering and patient with humanity. Amen. Right? I love that about the Lord. That's a, that's a spirit of a true father. And I want to encourage you today that we can get back up because God never gives up. God never stops. Amen. God never quits. Come on, somebody. Amen. Do you wake up this morning and realize that God never quit loving? God never quit. His mercy is brand new today. It just keeps going and going and going and going. His strength is made perfect today. Amen. We go from what? Faith to faith. Glory to glory. From strength to strength, the Bible says. Amen. Because of what the Lord has done in our lives. In Psalms 121, verse 3. Turn there. In verse, in chapter 21, 21, Psalms. This is one of the first um, scriptures that I memorized when I was a child. Psalms 121. I love this. That the Lord is, is going to protect you. He's your keeper. But it says this. In verse 3, the Lord will not allow your foot to be moved or slip. He who keeps you will not sleep. He, who, uh, he will not let you fall because your protector does not sleep. He does not slumber. He does not sleep. He doesn't take a break. He doesn't look the other way. He's focused on us every, time, every step of the way. That's why the Bible says the steps of a godly man are ordered of the Lord. Why? Because the Lord knows every step we're taking. Amen. And the Bible says that he's going to empower us and strengthen us to do what he's called us to do. Amen. And aren't you glad that a righteous man, a, a godly father can be so strong in the Lord that he could fall seven times yet he's going to get up. Amen. Come on. That's, that's David is rubbing this in the face of God's enemies. And so some of you need to rub this in the face of the devil today. Amen. That I could fall seven times, but I'm going to get back up. And God's power is there. God's grace is there. My family's going to be all right because I'm getting back up. Amen. Amen. God's going to fulfill his dreams in my life. God's going to fulfill his word in my life. God's going to do what he put in my spirit a long time ago. Amen. Because God doesn't fail. God doesn't quit. And I may fail at the restaurant business. I may fail at this, this, and this. But how many know if God put that dream in your heart, God's going to make it come to pass. Amen. 
Amen? And so we can give up. We know this assurance that we can't, we can get back up because God never gives up. Amen. I love that about the Lord. So what does it look like to get back up? It means, uh, some of the words in scripture mean to arise. Come back stronger than you were before. Amen. Put a double effort into what, amen, you failed or made a mistake and are fallen in. Put an extra effort into it. Amen. If you feel that your marriage is falling apart, then you need to arise in your marriage and do better than you've done in the last few years. Amen. To make it work. To make things better. Amen. Come on. That's what it looks like to get back up. It means to continue in that which is good, that which is right, that which is what God says to do. No matter what society or culture or anybody else says, amen, we're going to continue in what God says to do. We're going to continue to do the right things. The Bible says because if we continue to do the right things, then in due season we will have, amen, if we won't faint. If we don't give up, we'll begin to see those things. And our children, if you're faithful to continue to stay your ground and stand your ground and teach them the principles of God and love them unconditionally and stand, come on, and support and love, amen, your wife and and your kids, amen, there's going to be a day that that harvest is going to come back from all the seeds that you've sown, amen. The prayers that you prayed for your family, don't give up. Continue in those prayers. Amen. Because one day the Bible says that you're going to reap what you sow. Amen. Continue in it. It means to ascend above. That's what it means to to get back up. When the righteous get back up, they ascend above. They don't just stand up. The Bible says they ascend above. In other words, you can live above offenses. You can go through hindrances. You can leap over stumbling blocks. As David said, I can run through a troop and leap over a wall because God strengthens me. You can get over hurdles. You can get through things, bad habits, addictions, whatever. I believe that the Lord will strengthen you to rise above and ascend above or live above. Come on, your present situation, your present emotions, your present Come on, the present culture that we're living in, we're going to ascend above. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I challenge young people to do this all the time. Amen. Your family may not serve God. You might come from a broken background. You might come from the wrong side of the tracks, but you can arise above that. You can ascend above that. Your dad and grandfather and his grandfather was an alcoholic, but you can ascend above that. Amen. Amen. Half your family's in prison, but you can ascend from that. Come on, somebody. Amen. You can ascend from that. Amen. How? How do we do that? Well, it's through divine preservation, as the Bible says, divine keeping, the keeping of the Lord. That's why we're going to stay in his word, stay close to his heart, stay close to God. Because when we do that, there is this divine preservation. God preserves us. God keeps us. Come on, somebody. Divine protection is in the Lord. Notice it's, it's the guy. It's not just some random guy David's talking about. He says the guy who delights in the Lord. The guy who loves God's ways, even though they're difficult and challenging and, and, and sometimes confusing at times, he still loves them. He still abides by him. He still lives there. And that's the divine preservation of the Lord and divine strength from the Lord. Some of us as fathers, there's times that we go, we feel that things are falling apart, things are falling, and we may fall down and things are falling uh, all around us and, and we're falling into this and we're all kinds of things we fall down. But listen, I want you to know today and be encouraged today, get back up, stay in the game. Amen. Be encouraged. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Amen. 
for the divine strength of the Lord. I just want to end with the scripture in Jude chapter 24. I love this scripture. At the very end of the letter of Jude, he's encouraging Jude. And he's saying this. He was giving glory to God. And as he's giving glory to the Lord, this is what he said. He said, and he talks about the Lord, and he said, Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling, and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceedingly joy, great joy. The Bible makes it clear that, amen, that will you make mistakes? Absolutely. Is there a possibility you fall in areas? Absolutely. But here's our goal. Our goal is not to fail. Our goal is not to fall. It's not a justification, come on, for some of our behavior. Amen. What we're saying is that if we ever fall, amen, we're going to get right back up. Just like the Bible says that if we sin, we have an advocate with the Father. We don't intend to. We don't ever say, I'm going to sin today. I'm just going to. No. But the Bible says if you sin, not when you sin, if you sin, you have an advocate with the Father. Come on, somebody. Aren't you glad? Our intentions aren't falling and we're going to fail. Make mo- no, we're going to do our best. We could make mistakes, but we're going to get back up. We're going to stay in the game. We're not going to stay down. And here's what I love, and I'm going to close with this, that we can absolutely rub this in the face of the enemy and say, listen, you can try to remind me about my past and my failures all you want to, but God is working in my life in such a way that I'm so strong in him, not myself, but in him that I'm going to get back up. I'm not going to stay down in this. I'm going to keep running. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep loving my family, providing. I'm going to do everything I can do in the Lord because he strengthens me. Amen. Aren't you glad for that? Can we stand on our feet today? Amen. I just want to end with this today. I didn't mention one, one type of falling. I didn't mention one. I'm going to mention it now. And that is the Bible teaches us about man's great fall. That man fell from grace. Man fell into sin. Man fell from God. The Bible says that Adam and Eve ate the fruit and and God told them not to and they disobeyed and there was a trespass and it it brought sin on all humanity. And there was the great fall away as we call it, right? The great fall away that all of us are familiar with and all of us have been involved with because the Bible says that all have fallen short of the glory of God. We've all sinned and what? Come short or fallen short. Missed the mark. Amen. All of us understand this falling away right here. But aren't you glad in the midst of that falling away, God still had a plan for mercy and grace? God still had a plan, amen, to have men arise because Jesus, the Bible says, because Jesus arose and he lives, we live also. Because Jesus rose from the dead and absolutely healed the falling of man. Amen. And made a way for the fallen nature and the fallen man to be made right and be, amen, to be, to be revived again. I'm so thankful for God's answer and God's remedy. Listen, you just can't keep a good man down. Come on, somebody. You can't keep a righteous man down. You can't keep a father down that loves the Lord and delights in God's ways and God's word. Amen. His family's going to be blessed. His marriage is going to be blessed. His business is going to be blessed. The Bible says everything he touches is going to be blessed. Will he make mistakes? Will there be disappointments along the way? Absolutely. But guess what? We're not staying down. We're not quitting. We're not giving in. We're not giving up. Amen. We'll keep moving forward. We'll keep pressing in. Amen. We're not going to stop now. We're going to keep moving. Amen. I want to encourage you today. Maybe your dad or 
Maybe, maybe your father has done this in your life and you said, I just don't have a relationship. There's a falling out with my dad because the mistakes he's made and the things that he didn't do and the things I don't even really want to be a part of my dad's life and I don't want him to be a part of my life because of these things. Today, we're just going to say, Lord, amen, I forgive him. I release him and I, I just receive the father's love today. And Lord, in his falling and all, his, all the falling that he did in his life, all the failure that happened in his life, Lord, you still love him. You still love him. And I'm going to pray for him today, if he's alive, that you would heal him, that you would heal his heart, and that you would minister to him. I may not have this relationship where we're throwing the football ever, or we're doing this or doing that. It doesn't matter. Amen. But I'm still going to say, Lord, just heal him today. Bless him today. Come on. Amen. And if he's not alive and you said, Lord, I'm not going to have any resentment in my heart. I'm not going to hold him prisoner or myself prisoner because of what happened in the past and the falling that took place in the past. Amen. Amen. Maybe you can challenge yourself and say that falling isn't happening in my house. I said that falling isn't happening in my house. That abuse that was in my home, not in my dad, it's not going to be in my home. That, that addiction that was in my dad, that's not going to be in my home. I'm not going to allow that falling. And, and, and even if I'm making mistakes as a husband and a father, it doesn't matter. I'm going to get up. I'm going to get right back up. Amen. And today, maybe you've fallen into sin. Maybe you've fallen from grace. I want you to know it's time to get up. It's time to rise up. It's time to come back. Amen. It's time to get on that path again of faithfulness and loving God. And, amen. And being involved in church again. And revive that, 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 that spark in your heart of being on fire for God again. Amen. And just, just confess it. Just say, Lord, I've fallen down. I've fallen away. I've fallen from grace. You know that. I'm not going to be held prisoner anymore. I just thank you today that you give me the power, the grace, and the forgiveness to get back up. Aren't you glad for that today? Can we just pray? I just want to pray for all the dads today, all the fathers. Thank you, Lord, for this day that we can just set aside and recognize dads. Thank you for all the fathers in this place right now. Some of our grandfathers and even great-grandfathers. And Lord, we thank you that you're going to bless them today. I pray a special blessing on all the fathers today in Jesus' name. I pray for the grace of the Lord. Amen. And the strength of the Lord. Thank you for their hard work. Thank you for their, Lord, no-nonsense approach to life. Thank you, Lord, for their faithfulness. Thank you for their commitment, Lord. Thank you for their support and, and all that they've done over the lives. I thank you for that, Lord. Bless that. Bless them a hundredfold for loving their spouse and taking care of their children and being good providers, God. I pray that you would bless them a hundred times over, Lord, in Jesus' name. Bless all the marriages in this place. Lord, let them flourish. Let them increase in love and abound. Lord, we pray for a second and third and fourth honeymoon in the house, Lord, in Jesus' name. We pray that you're going to bless their family and their children today, Lord. In a culture that's cursing our children, we bless our children. In a, in a culture that's trying to rob our children, we bless our children. We give to our children. Amen. That which you've given us, Lord. And we just pray you would bless all the dads today as we, we grill and chill. In Jesus' name. And Lord, bless the root beer floats. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. God bless you. Can we give God a tear today? Thank God.